Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. And away we go, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and a vibration. There we go. Nice, <laughs> nice. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, this is a multifaceted mm deal we've got going on we have five people working on seminal headlines now we, we've hit the big time guys yeah it's the three yeah. of us the two of them it's working it's we deserve it yeah we deserve it it's been All too right. long so here we are we've made it in and uh we will take questions like we normally do but uh the voice guy told you the deal and i already see people are here see it's the dawn of a new day but don't worry about it you facebook folks will not get ignored and per ira's request we'll lead with twitter boom hour brought to you by register sausage Great, yeah. Yay, sausage. There it is. Yay, sausage. There it is. We'll do more weightier things as we move forward and we get all of our dies, uh, I's dotted and T's crossed, but we're good to go. All right, camp is, is, is done, in essence. Pretty much. Yeah, they tried to clarify today, I think, that it's not done. They're still doing a lot of in, uh, preparation, some fundamentals, but they are starting to install some for the Notre Dame game. Are we feeling good? <laughs> we feel <laughs> well, <laughs> we did this little exercise on warchant.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. But we did this and we had our little round table and I thought that we were fairly positive. Did you think that came across as negative? I I thought we were fine. I mean, I thought it was measured, but a lot of positive. The feedback was not overwhelmingly in that favor. There was a lot of they feeling thought we were negative? There was a lot of feeling that we were pretty negative. I don't I don't understand how. We talked about things that we thought had gotten better and improved and yeah. but we're also uh like I texted Ira yes, uh yesterday it's like we are talking about a team that was 3 and 6 last year. So it's not like we're bad mouthing a team that won the Orange Bowl. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's a team that has a lot of question marks and a lot of areas to improve. We do think they've improved in some. I think wide receiver is going to be better. Um Defensive line should be better. Offensive line should be better. I mean, there's areas of improvement. Yeah. The thing to be excited about is that I do think the defense legitimately is going to be much better. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how they could be worse, but I think they're going to be legitimately pretty decent if they stay healthy. Top, if they stay top healthy, fifty-seven. Well, let, why don't we do it within the conference? Why don't we just hmm. say what will they be in the conference? Because eighth? what if they're eighth? I'll take. Would you is take that a bowl? I think if you're taking it, yeah, I think eighth take best eight. defense in the conference. They weren't. They weren't in the top eight last. No, they weren't. I can't. No, no. You no. know, by the way, we carried from the old place to the new place. We've got the 
the, the wooden carved. Oh, yeah, 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 we yeah, ha- yeah. That still needs to go up in Doe Campbell the Stadium. Den, den yeah. of inequity? Yeah, yeah. So that's got to be if they're top eight in the ACC in defense? We're, 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 we've moved we've, we've, the goalposts. We're moving the goalposts a lot. Look, man, well, you've got to adapt. You've got to adapt to what you're covering, what you're talking about. Wasn't it the original one top 40 in the country? Yes, yeah, that, that that's, didn't happen. That's not, we don't need to even think about that. What that's the 2022 it? goal. So Mark was able to get him into the top 55, I think, that first year. Somewhere in the ballpark, yeah, was a big, yeah. But he wasn't jumping from 109. He was jumping from like 88 80 or something. Yeah. But still, it was a sizable was a, yes. jump. They look competent. Can we get competent? I. It's funny, when you listen to Adam Fuller talk, and I really, I've made no secrets of this. I, I like Adam Fuller. I've enjoyed my conversations with you him. You like him as a person. I do. Uh, yeah. What about as a coordinator? Well, we need to find out because I, <laughs> I don't really count last year. I, I did say repeatedly they didn't look too coordinated last year. Yeah. A lot of problems, though, that he encountered. Obviously, that team in general, that was a nothing year. I don't think it was emblematic of who these coaches are. This will be a gauge, and they're going to have to make huge strides. That was an embarrassment last year. But I think they will defensively. Yeah, and I think one of the things, one of the comments that I thought one of the War Chance subscribers left that I thought was fair was he's like, look, I get that we're not where we need to be. I get that the talent's not in the 90s, but isn't it comparable to the middle of the pack ACC teams? And that's the question. I mean, because you they don't they don't need to be that we know they're not going to be the top of the conference, mm-hmm. but can they be in the middle? And yeah. they're, they're closer to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and remember it, with with coaching, it's not just about talent. I mean. There's no continuity. There hasn't been any continuity. This is the first time in years they've had some continuity from one season to right. the next. So now we get, you know, that's a big part of it. It's not just this player can run faster than that player. It, the entire culture, everything that they're having to flip is to be factored in here. So I think if we were just going athlete for athlete, yeah, you could say they were in the middle of the pack. But, you know, teams that have had continuity and have been able to right. roll over the way they do things, the way they teach things, the way they scheme things, that changes what what's possible. I do believe that is something that we've repeatedly brought up, even in the midst of our negativity, according to the the subscribers and and, and listeners of this show. I think we've said, look, it's hard to really put a number, at least in terms of wins, on what it will mean that they got to have a normal offseason, a real spring, and they got to go in the gym, they got to do all those things, they ate right, they they grew together, and and they got to know their coaches and each other. And I I do believe that there's something to that. So how big of a leap forward is that? I don't know, but certainly that's another positive thing that we'll see. Uh, I, I, I think that you you try to balance a fine line between being a realist. Like, if we came on here every day, if, if all you guys wrote about and all I ever talked about, and every time we got together to do some of the headlines, we just said, oh, thank God football's here, they're going to be great, and then they went out and stunk, that would be a disservice. People would be livid then. They're, well, all you guys did was yeah. tell us how great they are. We're not going to do that. Now, if you think we skew too far the other way, I just pointed it out. They won three games last year. No, I pointed that out. Okay, Corey pointed it out. I mean, come on, man. That was four minutes. It was such a salient point. I just assumed (laughs) Ira made it. It really was. No, you're not used to him him coming up with salient points, but that was a good one. Well, they not only only won three games last year, in truth, they won one. One of those games, uh, it's the North Carolina game. Duke didn't care to be here. They got shut out the week before to Miami. They really fought coming here. They did not want to come, and they still dropped 35 on Florida State. Uh, secondarily, that Jack was the other one, Jacksonville State. Yeah. So they won one game. They beat North Carolina. That's, right. that's who they beat last year. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I think there's... Uh, but that's only because they didn't get to play Clemson or Florida. <laughs> sure. point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the thing, and somebody else brought this comment up about looking at new players in camp. You know, some of these freshmen are impressive, but the question is, like, are they 
really impressive or are they impressive in this context Relative, of, yeah. of the talent level of this program? So that's all the stuff that we're, we're dealing with. The difference right now is, I, I think, that we're much more educated as a media group, as an enti- the, the entire media assembly, because we are getting to watch practice. You know, two years ago, or three, in Willie's first season, and even into his second season, all we had to go by was him talking them up and then the players talking each other up. Yeah. And that was it. So we, we had to parrot that as a media, and we did look silly when they went out there and stunk. Yeah. Now I think we're, we're seeing a, a pretty, I think we're presenting a pretty accurate picture. They're improved in a lot of areas. That's going to result in better play and more wins, but it's probably not anywhere near where it needs to be and will be in a, in a few years. Yeah, fans want to, uh, by definition, we all do. We're all fans of something. Uh, we root for baseball teams, football teams, basketball teams. We all want our teams to achieve success, make a postseason. So when you, you, when you, against that backdrop, we don't think they're very good. But against the backdrop of last year, we think they'll be immensely improved. Yeah. I think that's fair. That, that's mm-hmm. all it is. It's that balancing act of, oh, guys, you think we're going to win nine games. I don't. I think we're going to win six, maybe. Uh if that makes you negative, then I guess that's what it is. But I do think they're thin. They're going to have to stay very healthy. I really think that when you, you know, one of the things when Vegas dropped that number at five and a half, I thought, wow, that's a that's a punch in the gut to Florida yeah. State fans everywhere because they're they're being as objective as they need to be to get the line right to get to where they want to go. And when I'm looking at that number, and I immediately went to the schedule. And I was like, oh, no, we'll, we'll win seven games. I mean, I, I did the fan thing. I immediately went there. I was like, we'll easily win seven games, maybe even eight. Look at this game. And I made a lot of assumptions. And then I stopped, and I thought, well, you're assuming a win over Louisville, Louisville who beat your ass last year. Yeah. You're assuming a win on the road against Boston College in a game that is sandwiched between Miami and Florida. And, oh, by the way, BC looked good last year. Uh, you know, you're assuming a win against Wake Forest on the road, who I, I, you know, well, I don't know why we, we would assume that based we on the think way it's we played gonna last be, We think it's going to be a better team. It will be a better team. I don't think any of us uh, don't believe that but it's a tough schedule like if it's they were playing schedule. the uh the 2012 schedule i might be sitting here saying okay they can win eight or nine games like that was a yeah. markedly easier schedule this is i mean they have they play the second most top 25 teams of anybody in the country it's only mm-hmm. seven or something i think five they play five and the and somebody's playing six but mm-hmm. florida state and georgia tech both play five that's not a great when you're trying to build something that's not the best way to do it but I do think they'll be better, even if the results aren't going to make you do cartwheels. We liked what we saw for these past two weeks on the whole. I, I like the liked, coaching staff a lot. I do, too. A lot. I like Norvell a lot. I would have uh, enjoyed seeing the scrimmages. It would have helped. I mean, not seeing scrimmages is difficult. You, you know, you get secondhand information. We all reach out to our sources. But laying your eyes on that would be important, uh, especially because I think one of the great mysteries here, outside of what we've been able to see, is – Exactly who's going to start at quarterback. Now, Norvell's not going to tell us, but that goes a long way in the way you predict wins and losses and what you think is possible. And although, I, don't think, I think we're leaning towards maybe Jordan Travis at this point, but I'm not so sure. Although the one thing I would say about that is, even if it is Jordan, I think you're going to base it on 2020 Jordan. And I don't think that's going to be 2021 Yeah, he's a better thrower Jordan. now. I mean, he's a better thrower. And when we're out there at practice, he, the best thing he does, we never really get to see. I mean, yeah. he'll, he'll scramble occasionally. Every once in a while, they'll do a design run. But, like, there's a play today where, you know, he gets flushed out of the pocket and Quayshon Fuller is chasing him and kind of, like, reaches out to kind of, like, tag him from behind and acts like he got the sack. It's right. like, man, that's not that's a million not years. Be a Jordan that's Travis would be high-stepping away from <laughs> yeah. Quayshon Fuller in a real game. So so we're seeing Jordan Travis. We're, we're using a lot of our memories from last year when he didn't have a camp, didn't expect to be the guy. It was, you know, he thought he was going to be practiced. a backup. Never practiced like two weeks the whole season. And so that's what we saw. And now you're seeing him 
completely different, and we're not getting to see the best part of him. I'm not making the case for Jordan Travis to be the Heisman winner. I'm just saying if, no matter who it is, we don't really know what we're going to see from that quarterback. I think it's important, by the way, and Travis, I'll get to your question in a second. We got a tip, boys. Nice. Um, Thanks, Travis. Yeah. I, uh, was I, it Jordan Travis? It was not. That it was would be Travis hilarious. Tra- Travis Hunter? Travis, <laughs> Travis J. Probably Travis Hunter. Yeah. Uh, what I would what I tell you is I, I think we should make the case, or at least I will, uh, to applaud Jordan Travis. Uh, you, you expect all guys to compete. You know, you don't expect that to, to be an obstacle that somebody was not willing to overcome. But I really think it would have been easy if you were him after laying it on the line last year and really getting torn up. I mean, he was beat up. He, yeah. he took a beating. And he's, he's injury prone as it is, unfortunately. Knock on wood that that's not going to be the case this year. But they bring in Mackenzie Milton, who's achieved an awful lot in this game at that position and is a much better thrower of the football. At least he has been in his career in games. And it could have been easy for him to, to maybe not kind of buckle up and say, well, no, I'm going to win this job. And he has gone out and competed in a way that we're having this conversation. And there hasn't been one piece of evidence to suggest he sulked in any way yeah and i you know I, I by the way i feel like he's been unwavering in the sense that he it looks like he believes he's going to win the job i think he hinted at acc kickoff i thought he hinted that when it when he first found out he wasn't thrilled oh like nobody would be nobody him, would be. yeah that, hey we're bringing in this kid that finished six in the heisman a couple of years ago but he's i think it's a credit to oh what's his number let me text them and welcome to the <laughs> yeah, team exactly what's up yeah well, welcome in McKenzie. what's up casey <laughs> but he um but I think it's a credit to Norvell and to McKenzie for making him feel at ease. And then, to your point, yeah, definitely the confidence in Kenny Dillingham, but the confidence that he's been able to develop in the face of that is impressive. All right, let's get these two in. In order of uh, the tips coming in, Travis appreciates all the great content, boys. Love the way the program is headed. They'll, at the very least, have a great work ethic. Keep it up. Yeah, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Uh, I do think they'll have a great work ethic. Uh, I also think um, they'll be improved. We've said that repeatedly. I, I also want to circle back here real quick. We just talked a lot about Jordan Travis. I'm not assuming he's the starter. I'm right. just saying he's worked to be and put himself in no, position. None of us will be surprised yeah. if he is, though. Right? And, but, and, but yes, correct. And also, if he is, that doesn't mean that McKenzie isn't going forward. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's going right, to be right, over right. one way or the other. I don't think they're going to – whoever starts game one is not necessarily going to be the starter all season. Mark writes, great show, guys. Corey, the camera angle is better. So oh, yeah. you're not blinding people with the dome. With, hey, with the, you're not the right up neck all fat. Up on it. You're yeah. not right up in my neck fat, which is a little nicer, I think. Um, I still so, feel awkward, though, man. I'll be honest with you. I feel a little awkward. I feel like I, I'm looking at you half the time. And looking up there half the time. Well, I gotta, you yearn for the camera. We've established your need. Well, when you when you got this working, yeah, you got you, got, you want you, the people to see it. Hey, man, you're like some this people is are an blessed, opportunity. Yeah, some people are blessed with certain things. You wouldn't want Brad Pitt to shy away from the camera. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what we're saying yeah, here, guys. Correct. So yeah, so that there's that. But I uh, I do think it's funny that somebody writes on here that. Why can't other teams be overrated? Why do we have to be? You know what? Yeah. Can somebody else be over? Maybe Notre Dame is way overrated coming into the season. By the way. I think they are. Had I been the one doing the show with you to preview the Florida State-Notre Dame game in our other venture, which I'll start start talking about more and more, I would have told you that I think Notre Dame is overrated. In fact, I bet the under on their win total of nine. I don't think they're nearly as good as they were a year ago, primarily because I don't think Jack Cohn's any good at quarterback. So you made that clear. We have to, yeah. You If you can stop the run against Notre Dame in this game, and that's Guys, I mean, when we walk into that stadium, everybody's going to be hyper because it was embarrassing last year, the way people lined up and just ran the ball down our throat. If Florida State stops the run early in that game, there's going to be a everybody's going to perk up a little bit. Because all of a sudden you're in it and you got a chance to win because yeah. that guy shouldn't go out and beat you with his arm against the secondary. How excited are those running backs? Oh, they can't wait. They like, can't wait. Wait, <laughs> wait, we get to play them again? We just played them five games ago. I averaged a 
15 yards to carry. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> they were playing with nine guys on the field half the game. It was really brutal and almost unwatchable. The only thing that made last year's game watchable was how hard they fought. The offense yeah. fought. Well, and, and Jordan hung Travis. In there. That's Jordan what Travis made it. He, he totaled 300 yards of offense in that game. He ran for 100. Uh, you know, they... That he he won't be afraid of, of playing that Notre Dame defense. He shouldn't be anyway. That was also the game where, where they were so happy with Emmett Rice. That play, like the last oh, time yeah. Notre Dame was going to punch it in, Fought. and he ran down the basically ran the length of the field to make a stop at the goal line. And to the point about the Duke game, and you know when I, we talked to Norvell at ACC kickoff, we had a little one on one interview with him. He said he thought he flipped. He thought the culture of the team flipped at the end of last season during those three or four weeks when they weren't playing. Every game kept getting canceled. That was a time where you would have lost the team. And, and and some of those guys did fall by the wayside. Some of those guys who were seniors last year were no longer out there anymore. And he felt like that kind of gal- – that was when they kind of came together. So I think, you know, we'll see. But I think one thing that's going to happen this year is I don't think you're going to see them totally fall apart. Like it, they may get beat by some of these teams. Oh, sure. And they are going to get beat by some of these teams. I don't think you're going to see the – the Louisville game well, that's, or the NC State game. James or, B. writes, I just want this team to play hard, compete, right. win six games, and go to a bowl. I, I actually think that's a fair uh, and, and not overly optimistic point of view. I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. level-headed, but the compete part is huge because we didn't see that. It wasn't just losses. You can deal with the, you know, when you're building back up and flipping your roster and changing culture, people expect you're going to lose. It's the quitting and the sort of sulking and the silly pointing, pointing fingers. the fingers all the time, mm. the false bravado. Yeah. It really made that team very unlikable. And we think this is going to be not not this you don't it's not moral uh, wins moral victories but we do think it's going to be a more likable team might not get the waving off of the pass after no, uh, the twenty yards yeah. overthrown yeah <laughs> Seminole headlines ninety three three real talk radio and war chant TV back in a moment time to talk Shopify a couple years ago I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world that's you guys but I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. In the win, reached out to us. First time watching the show. Keep it up. Triple threat team right there. Okay, appreciate you in the wind. And, you know, we were just talking during the break, uh, Ira and I, were we kind of froze Corey out the way that the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 mm. are seeking to freeze out the SEC. I didn't are even you know comparing you were, me to the SEC? I didn't know you were even sitting there. I had <laughs> oh, I know. You shoulder. guys, that's how it is. You guys, similar. I feel like the kid and the parents are talking, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> yeah. on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> eating at the kids' table. So Ira stole the story, which is what we do. Mm. I mean, we'll just straight gank your story. Uh, it was a Yahoo Sports story, Pete Thamel and Dan Wilson. You can read it on warchant.com. That's I'm blocked by uh, Thamel still. Uh, you know, he, maybe you should reach out to him and see if you guys can put it behind Screw you. Screw that guy. It was nine years ago, and I'm still angry about it. What was the uh, – I it can't was recall him, the It incident. was him making – it was at the Orange Bowl, Lon, a woman from Lonnie Pryor's hometown. Oh, that's right. The, she was an older woman. Yes. She, she was, she I was don't know. She was a big fan of Lonnie Pryor. But she, she was a photographer. For the, for the local paper – yeah, the local there. in Oco, Oco, where was he from? Okeechobee, Okeechobee. maybe? Yeah. So she was from that weekly in Okeechobee. She she raised her hand in the media press conference and just thanked him for his great career, and Okeechobee was really proud of it. And then Thamel tweeted about the homers in the FSU media and how... how oh, he how, tried to make that representative? How, well, but how inappropriate was it? It's like, man, don't you see that that's not... Anyway, so He knew I, that, by the way. He I went that. on a 10-tweet tirade about it uh, and nine years ago. And he blocked you? Yeah. <laughs> So, like a child. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? I, I mean, I get it. I called him a, a clown or something, so I yeah. get it. I was probably a little too harsh, but it, it really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, why are you even doing that? Why are you making fun of this Well, it was older an opportunity. Woman? It was low-hanging fruit. Yes, he wanted exactly to right. pop what, himself up. That's what bothered me the most. Anyway, go ahead. The I'm ACC, sure that's a great article. The ACC Big Ten and Pac-12, it could happen while we're doing the show here 2 today, guys. 2 p.m. is when the announcement yeah. is supposed to happen. Are set to formally announce an alliance, which pending final approvals could come as early as today. As we just noted, he just said 2 o'clock. The Athletic first reported that. The alliance will center on a shared vision for the future governance of college athletics. I'll only read a little bit more, and then we'll talk about this. For now, the alliance will mean the three leagues can, among other things, form a voting block that will blunt the growing influence of the expanded SEC. It also allows three leagues that consider themselves like-minded to gain voting power on issues as the NCAA's influence diminishes. That's a good thing. And finally, discussions at the university presidential level have been significant and give the alliance the potential to be much more meaningful down the line. Now, Ira, I'm going to let you interject here because as this as they fight to shape the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC, 40 different schools, uh, how soon, let's skip ahead, from what you gleaned from this article, will Florida State fans be able to get on a plane and, and go watch Florida State versus Washington? Stanford or Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're doing this now, and I think they're going to try to put it into place. Don't forget Purdue and Minnesota and those great locales. Y'all are just focusing on the pac Actually, I wouldn't mind part. going. I mean, Minneapolis is a fine place. I mean, it depends on what time of the year you're there. Yeah. Well, but, it's it's not going to be freezing when we go there. We're not going there in November. Oh, okay. I've, I've already got work. Okay, Don't good, worry about great. That. All right, <laughs> man, cool. But uh, TV, <laughs> football schedules are done yeah. years and years in advance. So, I mean, you're looking at, for a lot of these schools, it might be seven, eight years down the road before they can do this. But the idea would be, instead of just starting every year with a blank slate and trying to figure out who your two or three non-conference games are going to be besides your rival and your conference, uh, you'd have this agreement where Florida State would maybe play a Big Ten and a Pac-12 school every year. Um, Boom. And that would be fun. That would be, And the other thing it would do, it would kind of freeze out a little bit of the SEC because that would take all of these schools and those power conferences out of the mix for SEC schools to play, other than the rivalries. I mean, I think that the plan would be to maintain yeah, Florida, State's Florida State. Yeah, Florida State still going to play Florida, yeah. But it would take out uh, all the other ones. So, Anyway, what are you really keeping away from the SEC then? Do you think they care? It's not like Florida State's playing Alabama all the time anyway. Right. And you've marginalized them now, too, by the way. You've just said that, or, and regionalized them. Here you go. But I don't this know that they the care. The South. I don't know well, that they, they care. don't, but the rest of the country. But I think they would care if they didn't get to play, if Florida didn't get, if Florida fans would care they didn't get to play Florida State, and yeah, South but, Carolina fans would care if they didn't play uh, Clemson. I, I mean, Alabama's playing Miami this year. You need Power Five games for the playoff. I mean, you need to play, you can't just play your eight I mean, conference games. Now, the SEC they doesn't. Might, now they may switch to a 10 conference. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, good. We can just play uh, the whole. It, it's so incestuous over there anyway. They just want to play each other anyway. So 
I don't know that they'll have a real uh, big problem with this, honestly. Yeah. And, but as far as the playoff goes, it could be a big deal because now yeah. it felt like the SEC was going to control – SEC and ESPN were going to control everything. how the playoff was yes. going to work. And now the, the, these guys – these. Conferences are flexing a little bit. Well, well and and the also, other reason it's a big deal is Florida State needs to make more money. Yeah, and, but I was <laughs> going to say, so when you're selling this to uh, yeah. Fox or whoever's interested, Netflix, whoever's interested when these contracts come up, if you can sell a Clemson-Ohio State September game, a Florida State-Washington, Florida State-USC September game, that makes the the you yeah. know, the inventory a lot more valuable right. than Virginia play. Even Virginia-USC is more valuable than Virginia-Liberty. What's interesting about it, though, from a political standpoint is – and I'd, I'd love to know what's going on behind closed doors. But, you know, the SEC obviously is in bed with the ESPN. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten are not necessarily – the ACC is. So this is – Yeah, the but ACC. it's a different bed. It's a different it size is. bed. It is. It's, it's a not bunk, a California It's a bunk King. bed. No, yeah. It is, but they are still – so it's just – that's going to be interesting. because They're basically saying, hey, we're more with those conferences than we are – with the other ESPN owns basically conference. We walked into Bristol and they were like, "You guys are over by the closet." Yeah, you're yeah. right there. You're right there. Look, we Let's can't show what you about your that room. room. No, that's the SEC. No, that's room. You the, guys yeah, they've got right the big. They've got the whole floor. Yeah, that's you guys. Burke writes, enjoying the new format and getting all of the uh, goody in one location. Let me send you guys some headline swag. Okay, Burke, I'm in, and I know Burke very well. We go back uh, well over twenty plus years uh, wow. back in the day, and uh, Burke tipped us as well. So we nice. say thank, thank you, man. And uh, Burke can provide that swag, by the way. Way. He, he works in that industry. I'm a, but I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that they're um, about – well, not about Burke. I am excited about Burke, too. Burke, you know you're the man. Um, but I'm excited about the <laughs> alliance. The, the, trying to do something, at least being proactive yes. in something, because screw the SEC for just wanting to hog it all. You know, that's not that, – nobody ever thinks about the, the, the betterment of the sport, and this is actually going to make the sport better. Now, it's going to hurt the group of five schools because – if everybody's – who are they going to play now? And, I get that. And the dregs of the Big 12. Sure. Exactly. They're, who knows where they're going to end up. But for the future of these three conferences, it's the right thing to do. The Big 12 sitting over there like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? Yeah. No. Hey, hey Bowlesby. No. What are, we, what are we doing around here, Do we here, not get guys? that call? We didn't get yeah, the Texas Yeah, we can be in the alliance, call. too. Man, all of college Texas football – just schemed to collectively tell the Big 12 to bend over. I mean, it's just brutal. Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas oh, State. Like, Sorry, this guys. Is ridiculous. Sorry. Uh, like, why are we even going to watch? Yeah. yeah. They're going to have an alliance with, like, the Sun Belt and, you know, whoever <laughs> the else. Mac yeah, the American. Yeah, the Mac. Yeah, uh, so at 2 o'clock, we'll wait to, to hear more about the uh, details of what they're going to do But kudos to them for trying so, to, to get out front and, and try to take the sport back a little bit. I would like the opportunity. Sean says he would rather go to College Station or Baton Rouge in September for football than Seattle or Columbus. Uh, but there are other places in the Pac-12 that are absolutely beautiful settings. Uh, and I would say that in terms of tradition, that, that kind of stuff, I like all of college football. This is to your larger point. I love the landscape of college football. I like going. It was a yeah. joy to go to Oklahoma when we went. Uh, the chance to, to get out of the ACC and play some games in any of the Power Five conferences always excites me. You want to go back to Wazoo is what you uh, want to yeah, do. They, they've had 100, well, whatever they had, 75 years. They've never played at Texas A&M as far as I can remember. Not in my lifetime. And they haven't played in Baton Rouge in 31 years. So it's not like those were upcoming. It's not like you're being yeah. something's been taken away. They clearly weren't making a point to go play in Baton Rouge or College Station or anywhere else anyway. Uh, Eric, tipping, we're, we're, we're going to be rich by the end of the show, everybody. Sweet. This is a beautiful thing. What's up, Jeff? Ira Corey, Motley Crew of War Chant. Let's go Knowles. 
It's going to be an exciting year. I'm ready for college football this weekend. This year's Knowles team going to surprise everybody. 11 days to go to take down oh, I the I thought Irish. he was going to say 11 and 1. Woo! Um, yeah, Stunning uh, surprise indeed. Casey Weldon days away. Devin Bush days away. It's I love Devin Bush, by the way. Love great him. player. Yeah, he was a great player. I was listening to you guys, you and Jeff, uh, you and Tom. You are Jeff. Mm-hmm. You and Tom talking yesterday on the JCS. Yeah. Three, well, not three to six. No, anymore. no, no. It's one, one to three. three. Right here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I, so it's one to three. three. Yeah. Okay. One to three. Yeah. Yeah. But still on the air. What's yeah. in that time slot that you left? Oh, I don't know what's going on over there right now. National stuff yeah, yeah, until yeah, they pull the plug. Yeah, on the 31st, oh. they pull the plug, and then you can you know, sing the gospel. But you were, <laughs> but you guys were talking about the game a little bit from a from a sporting perspective. And the line really is only like eight. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's I think down too, right? A, yeah, and there's a perception that this is like David and Goliath. And to your point earlier, Notre Dame is not last year's Notre Dame. No, not at all. So, you know, it wouldn't be the It's not going to be a stunning upset yeah. and you remember, when Florida uh, State wins. Uh, it was, uh, was it two years ago, Satterfield's first year at Louisville. They opened with Notre Dame, and that was a terrible Louisville team he took over. And they were in the game in the fourth quarter of that mm-hmm. game. That's uh, what, yeah. And that was a good Notre Dame team. That was a better Notre Dame team than this probably will be. That's what in the thing that Jeff was talking about we did with the Notre Dame site. Their, their editor or whatever, the blueandgreen.com or whatever, Said that um, blue and gold, blue and gold dot com. Green, you know they like the green. <laughs> but um, he was saying that they haven't the last few years they haven't had good openers. Like they've started slow, and that was with Ian Book, um, who I liked. I mean, he's I know okay. he's not, he, yeah. but he, I like him. I like him a little bit more than yeah. I like him a little more than Jack Cohn. Yeah. Well, I, but this uh, I would agree with you there. Uh, I would point out because I contractually obligated to do so. Uh, if we mention that somebody works for Notre Dame, covers Notre Dame, anything that would indicate they live in that dump of a town, I have to point it out. Mm. <laughs> that per, it is? For Tom Wang, that it's a dump that, of a town. It's, yeah, if you've been there, I the, the, in the campus is nice. The, the town, it just, come on, man, what are we doing Struggling. there? Struggling. It's like uh, you expect uh, Dennis Hopper to show up. Yeah. It is a straight, just grimy, gray Indiana town mm-hmm. with an awesome school right in the middle of it. Right? Yeah. Like it's like uh, it's kind of that like, stadium kind of sucks. But those anyhow. those oh. towns sound so much nicer in Mellencamp songs. Yeah, yeah, but it, no, in practice they all flee though. You ever notice how they leave and then they <laughs> yeah. sing about them? They yeah. sing about they sing about yeah, wistfully where about where they were from. At, Why from, are you back there? From John? their beautiful mansion in Los Angeles, <laughs> they, they sing about what it was. It's uh, Seminole Headlines, ninety three three Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Like and subscribe. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You know, it should be mentioned here because it's alongside another story, but I'll ask this question because we were asked a moment ago. Mark, thank you. Appreciate it. Show this real quick. Jeff, Ira, Corey, are they going to require negative tests or a vax card to get in uh, to the games? Now, the reason I'm sure he's asking that question, and I should point out that um, it happened, it was news today, LSU is, in fact, putting really pretty rigorous yeah. uh, protocols in place, if you think about it. <clears throat> and I have to admit, I'm somewhat surprised that that's happening at LSU. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. This is the story. They will require anyone attending uh, Tiger Stadium who is 12 years of age or older to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 PCR test taken within the last 72 hours, that according to the university. So uh, that has happened. And we've had these stories, and we don't like to get into the weeds with COVID talk. It's not what we want to do here. And we definitely don't want y'all to do it on the chat. Yeah, but uh, the point would be um, that is news, and it does affect uh, the the world of college football, and protocols are being announced daily now, uh, both from conferences and universities. Uh, So far, Florida State has not made that announcement. No, they won't. And I'm sure, I think what's more likely is that the governor's office will put out a statement like Tennessee, one of Tennessee's uh, government officials put out a statement 
letting everybody know we're we're not going to be doing that in balls country. Yeah, and uh, I think DeSantis the same thing. I mean, it's not going to happen in Florida. I don't think it's they can't have vaccine passports. Uh, it's funny. Uh, the 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 chat basically imagine the Cajuns though showing up. That, that, some of them probably have you know they're they live a different life out there. Some of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they show up with their tickets to go into the game, and they're like, do you have your Vax card? And I guarantee like, you those are physical tickets. Oh, absolutely. Those are yes, absolutely, they're absolutely physical and They got the book. Tickets. They're There's ripping no them out for each yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, not, they're not scanning a cell phone. All right, enough. You, you, enough. Think the, you think the whole stadium is made up of cast members from, <laughs> from that Swamp Show? Or, that or, or Adam Sandler's? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like, uh, I like Baton Rouge a lot. Yeah, it's the surrounding areas of Louisiana that Corey is referencing, and not all surrounding areas. Sure, and not but all some, people. Look, but hey, every some, state yeah. has them, but the, you know LSU has a few too, and they're going to be a little surprised when they get to the turnstile after a four and a half hour wait, apparently, to get in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, going to be to be like, what? What, what do you have? Yeah, what get you there asking? early for kickoff, oh. gang. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious, checking checking bags makes those lines take forever. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Uh, but the chat room seems to think that we have indicated Jordan Travis is going to start, and we have we have not. But he's looked in my eyes uh, like he's certainly a serious consideration at this point. And uh, we don't make the call. No, you know what I mean. We're not. It's not our decision. <laughs> yeah. But also, of- also we have said this repeatedly, and it, and and I think it's important to to note. It doesn't. I don't know. He's not. Mike Norvell is not going to tell anybody before this game yeah. who's playing quarterback, who's starting a quarterback, and it really doesn't matter because I do think, like I said earlier in the show, they're both going to play. Yeah. They're both going to play and both play a lot. Yeah, it wouldn't matter for Notre Dame's prep if they knew for sure one way or the other, but they're not going to. I think all of us would say when spring started, we probably thought Jordan Travis was the starter. I did anyway. When I thought camp started, when camp started, started, when camp started, after watching the spring, I thought Jordan Travis would was probably number one, and I haven't seen anything to deviate from that well, opinion. I, and I thought what we saw at the end of spring was okay. Jordan had Jordan didn't make as dramatic of a jump from the start of the spring to the end of spring. Mackenzie did. Because he hadn't played and football, and you thought he would just keep. So doing... you thought that that ascent would continue yeah. all off season. I don't know that it has. I don't know that he looks a whole lot diff- better today than he. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying, like, than he did at the end of the spring. Here's what we don't know. We don't know. Whereas Jordan, I think, has continued to get better. Yeah. And the reason that there will be speculation is a, this has been a close competition. B, Mike Norvell's not going to make that announcement, so it leaves room for people to speculate. And C. Because McKenzie has done it before under the lights and put up right. big passing numbers, and because he looked good doing that in the spring game, yep. once the game was actually played, there is this kind of assumption that maybe no matter how well Jordan Travis plays, they're still going to want to make sure they get a good look at McKenzie Milton when the game's... I'm not right. saying first snap. I don't care about that. I'm just saying when the games start, they, you want to put him in. Because what if he is that? What if he's just a guy that just doesn't practice well? You know, for years, you know, Jimbo would point out Jameis never practiced well. But you know it's funny. Like fans love the idea of a gamer. Coaches hate the idea yeah. of a gamer because they want to see. Oh, and they want to know what they're going to have. And so when a guy is not that, I mean, at some point you have to recognize it. Uh, right. UCF did. Um, so that's that's part of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's why I think he'll play. And you know, and and as the season goes on, whoever's more productive will then continue to take more. What'll well, be interesting to me is when when one of them struggles for three series in a row and they don't you know, a couple punts and a turnover or you know one field goal and three drives, how much are you itching to go to the other guy to see if he has the magic that day? They're not normally in a position where you have you, you have four quarterbacks on your roster that have all started a game, but you have two guys that you probably feel pretty darn confident about. If one of them is struggling, is it like a starting pitcher where you're like, hey, it's just not his day. Let me go get my best reliever right now so we can win this game? Or do you let him try to work his way out of it? And how 
How much of, is Norvell going to be itching like if Milton is struggling, say, and the rush is getting to him? And you're like, okay, well, if you're rushing this guy, go try to tackle 13 for a while. Or vice versa, if Travis is struggling and can't make some throws maybe or just isn't seeing it well, you put in a, a Heisman finalist almost. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting dynamic that will probably take place all season. And I think what's going to be taking place in the fan base is anytime there's an empty series oh, for either one yeah. of them. Fancy. Seen enough. <laughs> Seen enough. Yeah. Get 13 in there. Well, and both of them, no matter who it is, is going to be behind a average offensive line at best. So, they're, yeah. they're, I mean, that's not going to be a good offensive line. No. They'll be better, and yeah. they are making strides. Yeah. How about serviceable? Serviceable is good. Yeah. Is that so, below average? I think it's, a, it's, that it's another below average? way of saying average, but it, it's not the word average. Like, if you said solid, that to me implies good. If you're a solid, oh, yeah, no, I didn't venture pretty, anywhere near solid. No, but I think serviceable says what you want to say without casting. It, it ain't going to be 2019 or 2018, right? Those were, I would dare say, below average. Those were sorry ass offensive lines. That's one way to say it. Sorry ass, below serviceable. Lines. They, they were, were non-serviceable, awful, embarrassingly yeah. bad. You know, it's funny, man. I was watching one of the freshman offensive linemen today in a drill. They were doing a one-on-one drill, and one of the freshman offensive linemen going up against an older defensive lineman, and he literally barely got a hand on the guy. Like, mm. just barely touched him. And I was thinking, you know what? Like, this is a one-on-one drill, and he's a freshman. We were seeing that in games. Yeah. Like, steadily. Uh, all across yeah, the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all getting barely lines turn on. Turnstiles. Barely was, hands yeah. on. Yeah. Mm. So, well, it's come, come a long up. way. So, they're, they're serviceable. Get... <laughs> they're serviceable. And next step is solid. Somebody suggests decent? No, decent again. Decent a, seems like it's be- a little to, bit of a jump. You're not ready to go to decent. Serviceable is what you're looking for. Last year, I would say it was serviceable. It was a little oh, less. No, no, than, no, no, okay. no, no, no. You're right. It was not. No, it, no. You're right. And, and it's hard no. to know how much Travis's legs yes, a lot. completely changed the complexion of that offensive line and what they did. If they can get to serviceable from where they are, I think that's a, that's a pre- really good can, sign. And the advanced metrics do tell you what they were in obvious passing downs. They could not block. No. So, that, that I mean, the, pre- the pressure rates, if you look that up on third and long, and second and long, any obvious passing down, they didn't block anybody. Yeah, well, that sometimes okay. happens, by the way. You are allowed to block somebody even if they know you're passing. Yeah. It does happen in other places. It would be nice, you know, where a guy takes the, you know, allotted three to four seconds mm. to read a to defense and make a, a play. Yeah, yeah. Let, let somebody come open. But, you know, and that's one of the things that I thought was positive in the video that we did yesterday, the roundtable discussion, which was positive. I thought it was overwhelmingly positive. Was the part about – Too positive. Pollyanna, pie in the get sky some, stuff. We can get some negativity in there, <laughs> If man. you look at the overall – if you look at the overall pieces on the, on the offense – I don't know that you have superstars really anywhere. No, you don't. But offensive line, we're saying we think is going to be better. Yep. Quarterback play, Quarterback be play is going to be better. Yeah. I think could be substantially better. Receiver play is going to be better. Yeah. It is, man. Last yeah. year, they were throwing guys out there that would play full games. Yeah. And I'm never just talking about going into the, the season. You thought you Warren had Warren Thompson was starting games last yeah, season. Yeah. That's right. So, and then tight ends. Keyshawn was at 80%. Yeah. He wasn't maybe. himself. Yeah. Uh, I was tight, out here just rolling Warren Thompson like tight, that. Tight end's going to be oh, – he's walking out of Arkansas. Tight end's going to be better. And I think running backs – so, I mean, they're going to be better across the board. So, what, while you may not have marquee guys here or there, I think across the board you're going to be better. So, I think the offense is going to be considered. And I should say this. Today I thought I thought uh, Andrew Parchment was the best receiver on the field today. very good practice. Today. This was his best well, practice. That is a very important development because that hasn't been the case. He hasn't been consistent. He made a uh, – you weren't down there. We were at the end zone. He made a – he caught a back shoulder throw in the end zone. Really nice diving catch to keep his feet in. And Norvell screamed, hey, uh, Breaking alert at practice, Florida State can throw and catch. Florida State can throw and catch. 
and then the very next play, uh, I think uh, Burrell, Burrell caught one on a fade in the corner of the end zone. Really nice throw. And he did it again. Get it down. Florida State, two in a row. They can throw and catch. Well, uh, he, so that he, was that. But the the play by parchment was a really really impressive play. He's kind of making fun of himself because like last week he made that comment. Yeah, that he said something. Like, I remember Tom. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like we can actually throw and catch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. we were talking about it on yeah. the air. I cracked up laughing. Yeah. I was like, man, the bar is low, boys. We're just, he's, like, he's like, we can throw it and catch. He it. actually. Yeah. And then there was a play that was overthrown. It was actually good coverage by Knowles because that's what he does. And I caught it on the bounce. I, I caught it. It was, it was actually a great play. Had a had a phone in my right hand, mm. caught it with my left hand. I'm right not, here. I'm, not as good as the guy who caught his baby while oh, holding the beer was, and then also caught the foul ball. That's, that I don't, the wrist first good. reward there Next wasn't smart. <laughs> so I, I caught it with the the left hand, and uh, Norvell goes, Corey Clark catching the ball too. Everybody's <laughs> catching it out here. Everybody's catching it. <laughs> I was thought that was really funny. By the way, uh, the the guys in the chat want to want to point out that they are very impressed that you're flexing the ACC shirt today. That, oh, I am uh, represent conference pride. Yeah, yeah. conference pride. Well, well, it's Alliance Day. Yeah, so I should have brought. I don't know why I'm Big not wearing news my ACC on the rise. I have a beautiful ACC shirt that goes back years, like when we went yeah, up yeah, to yeah. North Carolina, and I. I, I got. It. I still got the bumper sticker on my car, but I. I got can't the bring hat that in. still too. Yeah, I, I got a hat. They should go like NWO style and like get robes, like get some sort of new logo for. For the, the three alliance. of them, for the alliance, yes. and they come dressed. It should in just like, be called uh, the alliance. That's yeah, badass. Like Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, like yeah one yeah, of them yeah. could be wearing a do rag. Well, listen. Somebody <laughs> would say, "Listen, one we of the commissioners." We, my school is in the SEC, and then we would go, "Well, we belong to the alliance." Exactly. <laughs> that sounds vastly superior that to does, the SEC. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're in the, little, the one little oh, conference. Oh, Great. how cute of you. We're in the alliance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Seminole Headlines, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Jeff, Ira, and Corey, does this help get us out of the uh, GOR and make more money? We don't think so. Not, not, it might make not more initially. money, but I don't think it's just because they're doing this, they're not going to blow up their grant of rights. But I, but I do think the idea is if, you're, if you have that kind of scheduling – 
that plays a big role in. Because one of the problems, like Florida State has changed their scheduling. The last few years, I mean, we see it. They've, they've got scheduled home-and-homes with Georgia, LSU, yeah. Except Alabama. Except not home-and-homes. Well, but for some well, of Georgia, them are. Georgia will yeah. be, thank goodness. And I think yeah. Alabama, I think. But anyway, so they're, they're upping their scheduling. But not every school in the conference is. Like NC State, part of the reason NC State wins eight, nine games every year is because they don't play anybody out of conference. Well, now they're all going to have to, which will help the TV deal. But something like this will definitely help the TV deal. But it just, I, and it, also it's they not going to blow it up. What, you know, you're expanding the playoff, and it, yeah. it, it, you're going to be voting in unison with, uh, because you're part of the alliance, the great alliance. The you're, alliance, yes. You're gonna be, it's going to be three to one, uh, at least, on every voting measure because you, you feel like you're all going to have your ducks in a row. What I wonder about, though, is the flipping Rose Bowl, man. Uh, now is the ACC tied down with that stupid bowl that's dominated this sport for a hundred years. Best stadium in football. Sure. They need to send our ass out there. But as the often reason as possible. we didn't have a the reason Florida State I doesn't know. have four national championships more than they do is because the Rose Bowl wouldn't allow a playoff thirty well, years ago. But I think part of this part of this, the alliance is mm. I think they want to put more emphasis on the conferences having more more say in power than the bowl games. Oh in terms right. of who plays when and all, all right. that. So it could be Man, I I'm in for playing games out in the Rose Bowl. Just saying that. UCLA go Man, play UCLA awesome in September. Uh, yeah. Yes, let's go. Uh, those that, were, we didn't know how good we had it those two years in a row. Man, I'll take Man, a train we kept ride out we'd there. We'd be back every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where's the national championship next let's year? Where go. are they going to be? Let's go. Yeah, how quickly it goes away. Well, ask Miami fans. They they thought twenty plus years ago they were feeling good, and yeah, not so much anymore. A whole lot of nothing since yeah. joining the <laughs> mighty ACC. It's been a, a tough road. They to made hope. a championship game one year. Remember? Once I don't remember. I, I don't remember how the game went. I I think you do. I think they. I think you know. They did not win. Correct? They did not win that game. No. Did they score a touchdown? They have not won the ACC championship since arriving at the conference. That's true. They have not won it. It's hard to win it when you can't get to that game. Right. But one time. Well, the when you're was, in the mighty coastal, though. <laughs> when they when they first got in, they started they started wearing this all canes conference shirts. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. That, they, I would like disappear. to own one of those you know, just to wear it every yeah, time I run it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be you great. You don't see them as much anymore. No, you don't. I do. Uh, I have kind of the one somebody pointed out here if we only win six games, then it means we probably didn't beat anybody of consequence. And I'm like, well, you know, baby steps. But to his point, if you win seven, you're going to have to beat somebody who's good. Somebody yeah. in there, you would have to beat somebody decent. Let's hope it's Miami. Let's end that silly streak. It, you feel like that streak has only gotten fat because of how. I mean, we've been over here lost in yeah. the wilderness for some time now, and we still had a game one down there. Willie yeah. had the game one of all And the things. year before, uh, you, you, James Blackman, of all people, led a last-minute touchdown drive, and then you let – who was their quarterback in Oh, 17? my God. Yeah, I forgot. It wasn't Kaya. He was actually it was, decent. It was somebody – Stephen Morris or somebody? Who, it no, was that somebody was, awful. Whoever there – you guys know. Whoever the quarterback was in, for Miami in 17 led them right back down Straight the field. down the field. And then – T-Mac, Tavares McFadden is in man-to-man. Just by receiver nobody's bump, ever heard of. Bump coverage with 11 seconds left. Already in, uh, the whole thing just made no sense. So they gave them, they gifted them uh, Derwin two James of those wins. covering the tight end and man yeah, coverage. That, yeah, covering the tight end at the 20, running a crossing route. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy winning hear, the game I like is, that that still angers you because I remember when it angered you back then. It, when you talk about it now, I can hear it. It's bubbling up. You're well, it's still just, really so, frustrated. Well, I don't understand it. You're, why not be – there's a. It's like 14 seconds left. They don't have any timeouts. They're going to take a shot at the end zone and kick a, try to kick a game-tying field goal. Yes. Why in the world are you playing bump and run out wide and your best player – the best player in the country is up up c- covering a tight end that is in no consequence? No. Uh, yeah, the whole thing. And then, well, man, the Willie – the. Debacle was just as maddening. Well, I was there. Jack kept giving the ball. That the game's yeah. over. Was, like the game is over. Yeah. On that third and long, the only way Miami gets back in the game was a strip sack. Yeah. Like, yeah. So don't 
Why are you dropping it back? I first, I screamed it before it happened. I was sit, standing with Matt Britton, and I said, oh, my God, they're going to drop him back. Why would you I was drop like, him back? Is like, he going to complete should, that pass? On third down, we should quarterback sneak it and punt. Yes. This game is over. You should just punt they, it. The game they're is over. Could, punt it on third down. down. Their yeah. offense was horrible. Yeah. 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 Then they figured out. Because they, out of desperation, just just throw the jump ball, yeah. and we had no chance to ever make a play yeah. on the football at any point. <laughs> that was a tough one. Oh. That, was a, that was a tough one for was it Corey Harris. Sorry, ass that led that drive. No, that was that was no. twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah that was, was the one in 09. Trayon Harris. It was no, the, wasn't it the kid? Was the kid from it was the kid Atlanta? from? Uh, it wasn't Brad Kaya. Williams. No. It wasn't Kaya. Who? It was one of those slappies. I'll look it up, guys. You go go on with the show. Rozier. No. Mm-mm. Wasn't Rozier? Mm-mm. I think it was. I don't, Rozier. I don't know. I think it was. Was it? Uh, I was going to say Bruno Kirby. That's not it. <laughs> what? He was the he was the actor in the Godfather. I don't think it, ter- I don't think it was him. Did uh, they have a kid named Kirby or Kirby, Kirby Freeman? Freeman? That oh, was late. I know that was before that. That was the Xavier Lee game. Think of all the slappies Miami's had at quarterback. You should be like Steve Walsh. Yeah, no, Steve he Walsh. was good. I'm, I'm going through all the terrible quarterbacks Miami's had. Are you having had. a stroke? Yeah, <laughs> Bruno Kirby. <laughs> Might as well have been Bruno Kirby. Uh, Kirby Freeman Bruno completed one It was Rozier. It was Rozier. Well, oh, for the 18 game. The 17 game. Oh, was it really? That's crazy. Uh, yes, it was the 17 game. It was a bum. Yeah, well, that's just it. it but yeah. that's, the, yes, it was unbelievable. And it was uh, Bruno Kirby that led him down the field <laughs> yes. against Xavier Lee that year, too, in the, Frank in the fourth Costa. quarter. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> This has been too good. I'm just going to start blurting Man, out they, Miami. Yeah, names. you're naming like okay ones. Like they had no, awful uh, ones. Yeah, Most yeah. of what I just named was not good, other than Steve Walsh. Yeah, Steve Walsh was good. He Frank was very Costa good. was at least okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> a... They had a not good quarterback win a Heisman, for goodness sakes. And a nice Well, guy. that's true, because yeah, Lee yeah. Corso touted him up over uh, Marshall Falk which and is, Garrison Hurst. Which is insane. Yeah. I'm still, yeah. like, I still shake my head with that. That's the music. Uh, headliner questions forthcoming. Go Canes. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment.